Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. You can't even see where the neural implant was put in. We've got that story plus this week in tyranny pushback. But first, that muckraking newspaper that told you they found WMD in Iraq, they've got a new game to play from the New York Times, how the Biden administration can help solve our reality crisis. Buckle up. Last month, millions of Americans watched as President Biden took the oath of office and, in a high-minded inaugural address, called for a new era of American unity. But plenty of other Americans weren't paying attention to Mr. Biden's speech. They were too busy watching YouTube videos alleging that the inauguration was a pre-recorded hoax that had been filmed on a Hollywood soundstage. Or they were melting down in QAnon group chats trying to figure out why Trump wasn't interrupting Biden's speech to declare martial law and announce the mass arrest of satanic pedophiles. Or maybe, and it's always classy when classy news agencies literally make fun of other places, or maybe they were tuned to OAN, One America News, where an anchor was floating the baseless theory that Biden wasn't actually elected. Hoaxes, lies, and collective delusions aren't new, but the extent to which millions of Americans have embraced them may be. 30% of Republicans have a favorable view of QAnon, according to a recent YouGov poll. According to others, more than 70% of Republicans believe Trump legitimately won the election, and 40% of Americans, including plenty of Democrats, believe the baseless theory that COVID-19 was made in a lab. A Chinese lab. The muddled, chaotic information ecosystem that produces these misguided beliefs doesn't just jeopardize some lofty ideal of national unity. It actively exacerbates our biggest national problems and creates more work for those trying to solve them. And it raises an important question for the Biden administration. How do you unite a country in which millions of people have chosen to create their own version of reality? In the past year alone, we've seen conspiracy theorists calls COVID-19 vaccine delays, sabotage a wildlife response, and engineer a false election fraud narrative. We've also seen that if left unchecked, networked conspiracy theories and online disinfo campaigns can lead to offline violence as they did, of course, in this scary insurrection. I've spent the pat, this is, he's speaking in the first person, which again is always sketchy territory for a journalist. I've spent the past several years reporting on our national reality crisis. This is a tech writer for the New York Times. And I worry that unless the Biden administration treats conspiracy theories and disinformation as the urgent threats they are, our parallel universes will only drift further apart and the potential for violent unrest and civic dysfunction will only grow. And like any real technology journalist working for The New York Times, he says, I called up experts and asked what Biden could do to help fix our truth-challenged info ecosystem or at least prevent it from getting worse. Here's what they told me told me to tell you, maybe more like it, as he's admitting he is a stenographer for think tank psychopaths. Here's what they told me to say. Assess the damage and avoid the terrorist trap. Appoint a reality czar, to which he says, that sounds a little dystopian, I'll grant, but let's hear him out. Audit the algorithms, but don't audit the Federal Reserve. Enact a social stimulus and fix people's problems. This guy, James, this guy loves censorship. I'll include his stupid Wikipedia link where they talk about Oh, he's been accused of uh, advocating for censorship, which he agrees with. James. You know, you are so right to point out, at the very least, we can be thankful that they're not even trying to hide it anymore. This is an op-ed piece. 
that is somehow being disguised as some sort of journalism, I guess? Well, I talked to the think tanks because I was concerned about this and they told me to tell you this. I mean, <laughs> they just, they don't even try to disguise this as real journalism anymore or center it around a story. But, uh, and also, yeah, they're not even hiding it, uh, as you point out. Yeah, several experts I spoke with recommended that the Biden administration put together a cross-agency task force to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by something like a reality czar. And he, as you say, it sounds a little dystopian, I'll grant, but let's hear them out. <laughs> and then, and then, where does it end up going from there? Well, Good news for all those people who have spent the last few years saying, yeah, get rid of Section 230, Section 230. I don't know what it is. I've never read it. I can't say what it actually does, but I've been told so often that it's the reason that I'm being censored from my Twitter account, which I must have, that therefore I'll be for its removal and let's appoint some government body to regulate the internet. Well, don't worry. That's coming, guys. And it's coming under the Biden administration. So for example, uh, this goes on to say, this task force could also meet regularly with tech platforms and push for structural changes that could help those companies tackle their own extremism and misinformation problems. For example, it could formulate safe harbor exemptions that would allow platforms to share data about QAnon and other conspiracy theory communities with researchers and government agencies without running afoul of privacy laws. Oh yeah, they're going to rewrite the laws so that they can go in the back door and get all of your data because the government will be able... Don't worry guys, the government will regulate big tech. That's the answer. We need more government. Repeal 230. Yay! So we know where this is going, and it is going to that dystopian place that they are openly saying. Yeah, I'll grant it sounds dystopian, but hear me out, guys. It'll be great. We can go in the back door and get the data from these guys. And of course, it ends on a nice positive note. Well, instead of just focusing on, you know, breaking up these uh, these tech monopolies and, and, and making sure the government dictates reality through their realities are, we should also help these poor, unfortunate conspiracy theorists who see the world in a different way than I do by giving them access to mental health care and, and getting them involved in community programs and other such things. Oh yeah, yeah, they are out in, in the open saying this now. So I guess, again, we should be thankful for at least that much. Here's the difference between the New York Times, which publishes drivel like this, and outlets like ours, which is they are participating in the infantilization of society that's been going on for decades now and has been pointed out many, many times by people like yourself and myself and others. Idiocracy was a mundane documentary. They want you to be infants who cannot reason for yourself. You are children. You must be told what to think and how to think it. And you must be protected from the bad people who have different viewpoints. And you must be told in what way you can and cannot accept information. Whereas we... Try to treat the audience like adults. Here's information that's out there. You can go and take it on board or discard it. You can look at it, see if you can verify it for yourself. Use it in your own life the way that you see fit. Because you are responsible adults and we will treat you like that. And that's exactly the vector that they're going to come and attack the alt media for. Hey, you guys, you're not telling people to believe the, these things in the right way and to all bow down and worship the same reality that the reality czar has given the imprimatur of government to. So, yeah, this is absolute nightmare-level dystopian sci-fi coming to fruition in front of our eyes, thanks to the good folks at the New York Times. Where else? I mean, where else would you expect this kind of garbage to be published? So, they, I guess they, they want reality. They're, they're hungry for reality. So, let's just have a couple uh, more slices of delicious reality, James. 
taking a break from spirit cooking, Joe Biden's buddy, who just coincidentally dressed like the Hunger Games child sacrifice movie thing at the inaugural Lady Gag Gag. That's right. She has a new Oreo, James. And if the cookie doesn't make you sick, the of course, the propaganda will. But again, these are the folks who are worried about your health. This is Lady Gag Gag on record calling for experimental vaccines. Globalcitizen.org is very happy about it. Yellow 5, Blue 1, Red 40, artificial flavors, and of course, natural flavors as well. These are the health folks. Again, they yell and scream about equality, but literally sell you poison with their stupid picture on it. Again, maybe people get what they deserve when they eat that crap. Uh, Another bite of reality I do want to mention. This is maybe the most ridiculous thing I talked about on my morning show if the Lady Gag Gag Cookies wasn't number one. It reminds me of Thanksgiving, James. If you recall several months when we talked about, oh, wow, apparently the the Rona has respects, you know, important holidays and your governors relax the restrictions around holidays. Well, here we are again. New York City restaurants to reopen at 25 percent indoor capacity on Valentine's Day. It's, I'm sure just a coincidence. Emmy Award winning murder. The Empire State's Governor Andrew Cuomo announced in a press conference on Friday, which is always a real popular day for news. The restaurants in New York City can reopen indoor dining at 25 percent on Valentine's Day. The quote, 25 percent better than zero, he said, spoken like a true government gangster. It's kind of funny, I think, with this whole first segment. It's like reality checks only come once every like four to eight years. It's like, you know, magical thing, I guess. One other slice of reality from reality land. I saw it trending. Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett is trending. She's essentially, I guess, the David Hogg of the Capitol insurrection. There I was, blocks away in a completely different complex. But our second segment here on New World next week, James, I mentioned at the top of the episode, Neural. I've seen some folks say, because I talk so fast, that it sounds like I call this show Neural next week. So I wanted to take the moment to at least now say New World next week. And our second story is about neural implants. Elon Musk wired up a monkey's brain to play video games because why not? Tesla, who I believe just reported their fourth straight financial quarter of loss, almost like making money isn't really the job and being some sort of money information tech laundering kind of operation seems to be the job. Tesla losing money and cars and explosions and SpaceX also losing things in explosions. The Tesla SpaceX huckster Elon Musk claims one of his startups has wired up a monkey's brain so it can play video games with its mind during an interview on the private social app Clubhouse because it's cool for eugenicists to hide out on private platforms, just not you crazy plebs because we need to watch you. Musk provided an update on his company, Neuralink, a startup aiming to develop brain-machine interfaces for the ambitious goal of helping humans keep pace with the advance of artificial intelligence. The technology could treat people with spinal or brain injuries and supplement human brain power. Again, crazier things have happened. The billionaire likened the technology to being like a Fitbit in your skull. We have a monkey with a wireless implant in their skull with tiny wires who can play video games with his mind. You can't even see where the neural implant was put in, except he's got a like slight dark mohawk. He's a happy monkey, Musk added. And you will be too, slaves, except 
you're a conspiracy theorist if you talk about this stuff, but also here it all is in front of your face. Denmark reveals concrete plans for a COVID passport in the world's first. So, James, I know I'm smashing these two stories together, but ultimately, again, we're talking about reality and who's accused of ignoring it and who's accused of completely manipulating it. Good thing, man. Good thing you guys. Good thing we met maybe in 2019. Maybe we can meet now in our uh, maybe we can meet in the Matrix with our Fitbot brain so we can talk about cookies and Netflix or dumb stuff. Yeah. Idiocracy again. Yay. Um, Yeah. Good point. I am glad that we did have the opportunity to meet before the world went to hell in a handbasket. Here's where my mind goes with a story like this one. I mean, if you needed any more proof that there are different flavors of propaganda that's given to the public, and sometimes they'll give you the the smelly, ugly, horrible, putrid, rotting sandwich over here so that this wonderful, lovely rat poison lace sandwich over here looks so much better. Uh, I mean, there's no better example than Bill Gates coming on with his maniacal grin and his weird mannerisms talking about the vaccines and everything. Everyone, everyone intuitively gets, this guy shouldn't be a salesman for any sort of agenda because people will look at that and go, I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of thought this, he wants to microchip us all was a conspiracy theory, but actually after having listened to him, I kind of believe it. it he, he, he has the opposite effect. He pushes people away from this. But Elon Musk, he's that cool dude. He smoked pot on Rogan. He tweeted about GameStunk. He called that guy in Thailand a pedo for no reason. He, he was, he's a cool guy. He's a crazy billionaire. I kind of like, I like the cut of his jib. I'll take that brain chip. Sure. I, I trust him more than Bill anyway. Ha <laughs> ha. Two flavors, and you get to choose. I mean, you don't get to choose not the not to take the technology. You're going to take it. It's just a question whether you buy it from Bill Gates or you buy it from Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is so much cooler, guys. Anyway, yeah, this is the same Elon Musk who says, we got to take the tech upgrades and become transhuman so that when the AI takes over the world, they might look at us as pets and keep us around instead of killing us all. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is These are the choices that are being offered to you guys, and you better trust this billionaire because he's totally for real, right? I mean, everyone could see that. That's I, I started to even type out in my notes. I said, Musk is cool. He smokes blunts with Spotify, boy. Uh, maybe another another uh, false choice we had very recently. The Trump shot. No way. Ooh, the Biden shot. Please line me up. I can't get on the train fast enough. Good God. We say this often in the media monarchy kingdom. We laugh to not cry. Uh, big thanks, though. Both of the uh, both those stories, the monkey brains and the uh, crazy Danes, both those stories came from our fearless, awesome video editor, Brock West. And we finally get to a little bit of good news. This week in pushback for our third segment on this new world next week, episode 436, RFK Jr. foils California plan to mandate COVID-19 tests and vaccines for students and teachers. This coming from Lou Rockwell. And again, as always, Everything that we say is always included in your show notes. Alex Mayer, president of the Children's Health Defense, issued a sharply worded letter to 1,100 California school superintendents that use that's, – that's a lot of school superintendents. That's the, you know, the guy that oversees basically the, the county. So that's not just teachers. That's counties and counties and counties. 1,100 California school superintendents that use of a, an unproven and unreliable PCR test – 
and or experimental COVID-19 vaccines cannot be mandated, and any of these unproven medical technologies can only be offered to symptomatic patients via their own doctor. The letter urges abandonment of premature efforts by the California Department of Education and the Los Angeles Unified School District to mandate these tests and force vaccination on students and employees as a requirement to return to campus. Once lockdown measures are lifted, I'm sure they'll be holiday appropriate, of course, you know, around Thanksgiving or Valentine's or something. 19-page letter calls attention to laws that forbid any mandated vaccines or tests that are approved for emergency use would violate federal and state laws. Furthermore, use of these medical interventions requires informed consent. The CHD letter warns, quote, any establishment of such a requirement will expose public schools to legal liability. We may have no recourse but to take legal action, noting that CHD has already initiated litigation against coerced PCR testing is a condition for in-person learning in New York City. Because basically, the schools, unlike our friends in Big Pharma, do not have immunity. This letter also refers to protections under the Nuremberg Code that require, quote, exercise of free choice without undue inducement or any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, or any other forms of constraint or coercion, In quote. And we will, of course, include the link to this entire letter. James, the thing that hits me, though, is they, they mentioned the Nuremberg Code. And again, this is this is basically how you do it. Dr. Gates and such, they're not worried about being sued. They've got all the immunity in the world. But you say these sorts of things to your middle manager, little Eichmann's working away at places and even places like Gangster Cuomo. They know that the law is coming for that. Did I did I mention a uh, sidebar? There are a number of lawsuits here in New Mexico against, of course, the closures of businesses. The governor of New Mexico is using the state Supreme Court of New Mexico to squash those lawsuits because they love you and they're into the free exchange of ideas. But the thing, James, that hits me about the mention of the Nuremberg Code, if the multi-generational serial killers punished under Nuremberg are maybe the same groups and bloodlines they are now. Does invoking Nuremberg even scare them at all? Yeah, very, very good question. Um, you raise a number of good points there, one of which is that, yes, the lower-level enforcers of this need to feel the legal repercussions and liability that they face for their part in this. And yes, the dream ultimately is to stop this from coming from the top, but probably the most effective way, the most leverage that we have at the moment is by getting the people who are enforcing this at the bottom. I'm just doing my job. I'm just sticking the needle in, you know, I was told to do it. It's, it's, they say it's the law. I guess I have to do it. Nope. And you were, that does not make you immune from the legal liability of what's coming. So, um, yeah, I, I'm glad to see this pushback. I would, Quibble, I think, with the headline at Lou Rockwell, because I don't believe anything has been foiled yet. This is a threat of legal action if they do not uh, stop with the, the mandated testing and vaccination and whatever. But as far as I know, Californians can fill me in on the details, but as far as I know, nothing has legislatively changed or been stopped at this point. But again, it is a step in the right direction and something that I hope people in that area will be interested in and people not in California will look at as a potential um, vector for their own local school boards and whatever that are trying to mandate various things at the moment. Again, I think the lower level enforcers of this tyranny need to feel the legal repercussions for what they're doing right now. And uh, it's a step in the right direction. 
So is this is this going to basically be decades from now? And maybe we've talked about this. I think I've made the joke about the you know we'll see the commercials. These will come much sooner. Did you take the experimental COVID vaccine? Call us Dewey Cheatham and Hal, and we'll help you out and get some money. Is this going to be like decades from now, much like in this era, where we can show that essentially the final legal words on JFK and MLK was that the state most likely whacked them in a conspiracy? Yeah, but whatever. Is the Matrix net in a decade going to have articles, 10 COVID conspiracies that turned out to be true? Yeah. Are we gonna or, there, or like you mentioned uh, earlier, WMDs. Uh, now everyone, no one denies it. Everyone knows. Total lie. Utter, complete, total lie and propaganda that was pushed at all levels by the MSM, the dinosaur media, all of them working in concert to lie to your face to drive the public into a war that was totally illegal. Everyone knows was a complete disaster, has been a trillion plus dollar sinkhole, has been absolute hell. And now, yeah, of course that happened a couple decades ago. Anyway, let's move on. And I, that's the that's the template for what I see what's happening right now. If we have the luxury of being able to look back in a couple of decades and go, huh, well, that was stupid. Let's never do that again. I don't know. I mean, this the, 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 the consequences for what's happening keeps ramping up to the point where I don't know if we'll be able to comfortably look back from a couple decades from now and go, oh, yeah, I guess we were wrong about that one, huh? As as what? We're huddled around dumpster fires watching the running man in the town square. That's maybe that's it. Whew. Uh, one other bit of hopefully good news. Uh, I got a video, a video on library.tv, which I actually like. I've you know only recently kind of started to use it. It's a nice, clean interface. That's actually I've been embedding the library videos of New World Next Week on MediaMonarchy.com. We talked about the sort of my idea of flash mobs that essentially never leave the store to force the lines outside to pile up more and more. It's kind of a variation on that flash mob of anti-maskers at a natural grocer's in Denver, Colorado. I talked about this on my show and immediately heard from somebody who said, oh, I'm banned from the natural grocer's in Durango, Colorado. So they know this is up. And we've actually been to the one here in Holy Faith, New Mexico. And you know what they have? Thugs right at the door. Oh, but it's just to greet you, except they don't say hello, how are you doing, and they have no personality whatsoever. They're there as the mask patrol. Again, those are the little Eichmanns doing it. Flash mob of anti-maskers at a natural grocer's in Denver, Colorado. Again, I know there's way more than this. James, I would like to start getting as many pushback stories as I've been getting truth music. Again, you might remember my Prophets of Rage rants for a while there last year. We are still playing truth music every day in the media monarchy kingdom there's and again people in the people in the chat and the audience are like i wouldn't have thought there was this much truth music maybe that shows that we're not alone and there's a bunch of pissed off people so i'd love to see some of the pushback stories again folks can put them in the comments and people can always reach out and you can find all the ways to reach out this is my fantastic segue time james you can find all the information at our websites, MediaMonarchy.com and CorporateReport.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of any page on my website, you will see the contact form to just send a message. You'll also see the post office box. And we have been using my post office box in America for folks who don't do the digital money thing. If they want to support me or James or New World Next Week, of course, you can find all that information. Checks still need to be made out to James Evan Pilato. 
getting very close, James, I think, to being able to take media monarchy checks. However, I can never take checks that are made out to James Corbett. Do not do that. Make them out to James Evan Pilato. James. I'm glad you mentioned that, James, because I, on almost a daily, at least a weekly basis, still get uh, emails from people with their music uh, because they know that I do the Truth Music episode. It's been like a year and a half since my last one. I don't have a regular outlet for playing Truth Music, but you do. You're streaming five days a week. I hope people will, out in the Truth Music community, please know James does stream Truth Music, and so please uh, do direct it there. Do you have a specific email address for that? I do have a specific email. I would maybe hesitate to say it right here because I don't want to put producer Shahi that he wouldn't know that this was about to happen to him. But folks can, of course, reach out to me, james at mediamonarchy.com. You can leave a comment on the website. All those things come to me. And that's basically maybe a way we can sort of sort out the riffraff. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And uh, yes, I- I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to hear it because, again, it, there are a lot of people out there and you will not hear this on your local radio station. They will not play it for you. So I, I'm glad. The, I hope more people will step up and do this, but I'm glad you're doing it, too. Let's let's broadcast this because it's a message that needs to be heard. Speaking of which, we're going to be doing it again ne- next week. So I'm looking forward to talking to you then. James, thanks for these th- stories. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.